Good Chess Talk, episode 241. Hello. Hope you enjoyed that very long episode 240. Two rounds oh, of Lords yeah, of Waterdeep. This is 241. This is 241. Uh, we are recording it early since Brittany already broke the illusion. You didn't have to tell them that. So we are back with a regularly scheduled episode where I am playing chess against the computer and Brittany and I are talking. Uh, computer went first. I think I forgot to mention on 239, but I did win that chess match against Rob. So for anyone that cares, uh, I care because I'm about to lose to another computer. So <laughs> I need that win. We're going to talk about a trailer. We're going to talk about another Bung Joon-ho movie. Clearly finish we like that, him. Finish up that trilogy. I mean, after this movie, do you like him? Or yes. Do you hate how he makes you feel? <sighs> There's one more movie apparently of his that's really like beloved and is going to be... Um, He's getting... Parasite and this movie into the Criterion Collection, which mm. is a very huge honor. Um, it was one of his first movies, I think, but was it was... the host? No, oh. this was before that. It's called Memories of Murder or something. It's yeah. about the first actual serial killer in South Korea in like the 1980s. Yeah. And it was, I think it's considered South Korea's most popular, biggest film hmm. of all time. Interesting. Yep. And it has, is starring the dad from Parasite. Yes, I was going to say, I know he is in that one as well. <laughs> yeah. So I was interested in that one. But I have no interest in the host. I know it's a horror movie. Yeah. So no thanks. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you thought fucking Parasite was a horror movie. I mean, the host is actually a horror movie. Oh, okay. So anyways, we're going to have a short episode this week as Brittany and I are traveling. And so... Currently currently we're on a plane yeah no. our neighbors hate us we got you know we got the coronavirus and so we just gotta hit the major touristy cities that's what you gotta do are we hitting a major touristy city no okay but i mean we're gonna be traveling as when we were normally record this episode we we're gonna be out of town so keep it light uh let's talk about well i mean have you been past week good i baked again made my own puff pastry that's easier than they make it sound on Great British Bake Off, but it's mostly because you have more time because yes. you have enough time to actually chill it but, and the butter doesn't melt. Yeah, I don't think they ever consider puff pastry hard. It's just in the time constraints. It's like, impossible. So many bakers think it's pointless to make and that you're better off just buying it frozen because it's just it is time consuming just how long it takes to do it. Like IRL bakers, yeah, think it's pointless. Yeah, like all of, like I follow some of the Bake Off people and I watch their stories because they do a lot of baking and like, whenever they use puff pastry, they buy it because <laughs> it's just why? Why would you waste your time? Right. It's buttery dough. Like, come on. Yeah, but I mean, did it feel satisfying? <laughs> it was fun. It was frustrating in the beginning, just trying to get like the butter block in there the first time, because. Mm -hmm. I had put the butter block in the freezer to chill it faster so that I could start doing it sooner. But then the dough wouldn't stick to the butter block. So it kept like falling as I was trying to like turn it over to start rolling. And then sometimes if I rolled part too thin, the butter would like poke through the bottom and just stick to the counter. And that was getting frustrating. But once it was like a few turns and folds, it was much easier. And I just don't have like the upper body strength to roll it out. Roll her out. Yeah, but that was fun. And then I made scones. Mm -hmm. They look like cookies. They kind of mm -hmm. taste like cookies, but I can tell that the dough itself is scone 
and it tastes really good. Yeah, it has a tougher, but not. It's just like stale. crumbly. Yeah. I made those things. That was my week. How was your week? Good. I thought it was good. Work was busy. Yeah. For my week, I mostly just wanted to bring up D and D for like the fourth week in a row, because I don't think this week you have anything to block me out. You made Naomi cry. I know it wasn't your fault this time. It was not my fault. We yeah. had a character death yes. in our last session, and it she was cried. As we've mentioned before, Naomi, it's her first character, just mm-hmm. barely a year old, dead. Yeah. Because she got knocked unconscious, mm-hmm. and she failed the first saving throw. She got like a seven. Yeah. And then on her next turn, she got a natural one. Mm-hmm. So instantly, three failed saving throws. Dead. Mm-hmm. And she cried. Yes. Like, she legitimately was... <laughs> cried. She was already having a bad week. But that was it. Mm-hmm. That took her over the edge. Mm-hmm. She started, like, bawling. Yeah, it was really sad. My favorite, like, fallout from that, and I mean, we talked about it when it happened, was Avery and Naomi's character, like, bicker, mm-hmm. because it's Avery and Naomi. Constantly. I mean, it's mostly, like, Naomi being uber hostile against Yeah, Avery. he doesn't do anything <laughs> to her, and she's just like, nah, I kill you. No. Um, but... The last words Avery's character said to her before the combat started. So the last words he ever said to her was, do you ever think before you talk? And that has to just live with his character for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. It's going to make for a great story. <laughs> yeah. For Riston especially. Yeah. Sucks. Um, yeah. When I talked to Naomi about her new character, I'm like, my main goal is don't hate anyone in the party. Mm-hmm. That's all I want from your character. Yeah. Anything else is a bonus. So we'll see how that plays yeah. out. I love Naomi, but I feel like she has a hard time separating, mm-hmm. like, what she wants from what would be better for, like, the group, which is, I want to be a tough, mean guy. That was Yami, though, her yeah. character. That's how yes. she built her. Yeah. So, I'm going to try and steer her into a just different yeah. mindset for mm-hmm. this character, whatever it is. I've already texted her, but she hasn't responded to me yet. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm genuinely sorry about mm-hmm. Yami. I did not expect that. And I didn't. Yeah. I was... I did not think anyone was going to die. Yeah, it was a weird place for... Because we were all, like, relatively okay from the last fight. And then, I guess you just shouldn't have gone after her. It's just how it worked with the fear. I know. And she used all her counter spells. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it just... That's how it worked out. Yeah. And, I mean, like, even before then... um, Like, before it was a Yanti priestess approached Yami. Like, she casted Blight on my creature, the Yonti yeah. Priestess, and I failed. And one thing that I didn't even mention to you guys is that the Yontis had advantage on any saving throw against spells. Oh, wow. And I still failed. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, Yami did 50 points <laughs> of damage to her. Yeah. And so she was like, uh, fuck this girl. Yeah. So that's that was my logic behind going yeah. after Yami. It was like, this is a powerful magic user. I don't want that. Yeah. Makes sense. Just sucked how it worked out. Yami's gone unconscious plenty of other times Mm -hmm. you guys have gone unconscious plenty of other times like i think you even said like you didn't worry about it as cask you're like oh it's you're just unconscious if she had gotten another like another one failed saving throw yeah i would have been like okay let me try to work my way over there and stabilize her healing word or something i have spare the dying which is a touch oh shit yeah that's why i didn't just do it if I'm, it was range, I would have just done it and not worried about it. But I was like, okay, if I have to, like, go past someone anyway, so let me stop here and see if I can help kill them and then go stabilize her. 
if she's not already up by my next turn. Because I know she wasn't. Healing Word is ranged and it's a bonus action. It if, is, but I don't think it. No, I don't have Healing Word. You don't. But I, I have mean, cure wounds on your next long rest, you can change mm-hmm. spells. Yeah. So yeah, that might be an option. Maybe. Don't matter now. She's already dead. No, but for future. Yeah. Because from what it sounds like, she wants to make another squishy character. So I mean. Yeah. Does she know like what? Oh, she bard. was just saying she wants to be a bard. But like yeah. I said, I wanted to talk to her and like iron it all out and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that. Um, I don't think it's really a spoiler for you, but that's essentially the end of this chapter mm-hmm. in the book we're running. So yeah. I mean, it was kind of the boss fight. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's just. It seemed easier than those goddamn giants, though. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. But, I mean, you got a pretty good reward out of the giants. I don't remember the reward. You got the gauntlets of ogre power. No, I don't have Ogre those. strength, ogre power. Um, you got a bunch of gold. You got pretty good potions out of it. And you got some scrolls of remove curse that yeah. was invaluable at the time. Yeah. So, it was a very tough side quest, but at the same time, worth it. Mm-hmm. And... Again, you're already well past this, but there was, like, a treasure trove in that last room, but no one got the investigation check to look for it. I think mm-hmm. the highest someone got was, like, an 11. Yeah. And it was a DC 15. And Jeez. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> That's not even close. I'm sorry, guys. You yeah. don't see anything. Yeah. It was, like, 100 platinum, 800 gold, and, like, I need that. some potions and stuff. I yeah. have no monies. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. D&D. I thought it was a very intense session when didn't warrant that much intensity mm-hmm. did you have anything else about you do no no uh what do you want to talk about first do you want to talk about do you want to talk about the movie news first or movie news yes i guess we'll talk about that first what are you talking about with uh christian bale being announced oh. as the villain in the next thor yes i think i saw that very <clears throat> interesting um what is this, a crossover Pole. episode? Yeah, I was wondering, has there ever been like a main DC or main Marvel person that has gone over to the other universe? I don't know if there has been someone. James Gunn. Yeah. Technically, on, yeah. On screen. Yeah. Um, maybe. No. I'm sure there's been like side characters and stuff that have yeah. flipped around, but I mean. I'm trying to think. Because to be fair to Bale, he wasn't in like this DCEU. Yeah. He was just in the Nolan Batman universe, yeah. but still it's DC. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't have to answer. But I am more excited for mm-hmm. the movie, knowing that. Yeah. Just because I know that he has quite a range on him. He's so a method actor. I don't expect him to just be this beefy, mean guy. I think he might be a little more conniving. Yeah. I saw some people talking in the discussion thread about it where they were really hoping that they go with a certain storyline with jane natalie portman's character because <clears throat> in the comics jane foster gets a uh, cancer oh, and uh she's able to um i can't remember exactly but she has like uh she's taking a chemotherapy to like get rid of it but the downside is when she becomes thor like when she changes into the mighty thor that makes her immune to the chemotherapy and so it makes her cancer get worse and worse and so Mm -hmm. that entire arc for her is like debating between her own life versus using the thor powers to save people and do good and it ultimately ends with her dying because she transforms into thor too much so yeah sad 
people are hoping that they like try and tie that in because I mean Jane wasn't in the third Thor and she's been kind of absent and so it could sort of tie things together. Yeah. And could like have her be permanently gone while also making sense. So yeah. I don't know if I would love that story because it seems kind of heavy, but at the mm-hmm. same time could be interesting if they pull it off. Yeah. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. Just I hope it's as good as Ragnarok. <laughs> Ragnarok was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I like when they're fun. I, I like Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth <laughs> when Chris Hemsworth when he's having fun. Knowing it's Tekka still, I'm sure he wants to keep the same themed feeling as Ragnarok, so Yeah. Which uh, is fun. I don't know if we are gonna see the Black Widow in theaters if you want to. I don't really want to, but we have Regal, so we could. Yeah, I, I'm just indifferent, yeah. I don't know if there's been any movies. Maybe I wanted to see Bond when it got into the theaters but it's now pushed back right? until november yeah yeah because i thought that'd be fun to because i haven't seen any of the daniel craig ones i don't really care about james bond I'm, i i don't know if i've ever seen an entire bond movie front to back so that's why i was like oh, i'll give it a shot because people seem to really enjoy these so i thought that that would be interesting because mm-hmm. i mean the trailer for no time to die is mm-hmm. fun looking and i like rami malik plays a good villain i just don't care about action movies hell yeah that's all it is i know it's not my thing not knocking it for anyone else it's just not my thing only mention that just because there aren't really any movies coming out right now that i'm super keen on yeah there have been big movies that have come out that we just don't want to see such as uh birds of prey Um, sonic want to see that i am not seeing that in theaters the Invisible Man yep, is that... apparently really good. I have no interest in seeing it, but like it has really high Rotten Tomatoes ratings, the... which is not what I expected for like a like a Blumhouse horror movie, the horror the... thriller. One thing I've heard about that is a stupid meme where someone gave it a one out of ten stars on IMDb, mm-hmm. and their entire review was, "I could see the man." Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it has a ninety-one percent right now, which okay. is interesting. There's a My Hero Academia movie. That looks amazing. Bad Boys for Life. Yep. Trash. That's like out. 1917 is still in theaters. Yeah. Jumanji. Parasite. Yeah, there's nothing. Onward, the new Pixar movie. Don't really have an interest. Yeah. Isn't it um, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, though? And Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Indifferent. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I guess I should have framed it as more like entertainment news. There's also... Some exciting news for the right audience about The Last of Us TV show. Yes. <clears throat> Got picked up by the Chernobyl guys. Like the Craig Mazin, I think his name is. The creator, or is he like the writer, director, or like all three? I think he did everything. Okay. Let me look. <laughs> he even acted all the roles? He's everything? <clears throat> I'm looking up like what exactly his title was. All right. He was creator, writer... Uh, producer, I think. Yeah, executive producer. So a fair fair amount. Yeah. Knowing that, does that make you want to play the game or watch, like... I've always been interested in it. I've seen some gameplay, but I know it's kind of like another post-apocalyptic survival type game. Yes. So, like... But it's not... I know there's a lot of heart between mm-hmm. the main character and I think the girl's name is, like, Ellie or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not like an open world, it's not like a Fallout type game. It's yeah. very much a linear story yeah. game. Is it on Steam? No. Oh. PlayStation exclusive. I have it. Oh, you do? Yes. 
I didn't know that. Yes. Then maybe. So yeah, I don't know how much they're going to, if they're just going to do a straight adaptation and make it a story or. I'm listening. I was, I thought you were like pulling it up or something. Oh, I'm looking. I just saw that he's also doing a Borderlands movie. Now I'm liking it less and less. Because <laughs> Borderlands, that's going to be like the Doom movie from like the mid-2000s starring The Rock. That just, that's going to be trash. How are they going to make a movie out of Borderlands? I don't know. He's just doing the screenplay, it looks like, for Borderlands. Great. Um, so it's in the planning stages right now. It's expected to cover events of the first game and possibly some parts of the sequel. Um, I guess it's the first show being produced partly by playstation productions yeah yeah i didn't know they had a production studio they do now yeah but it's joint between sony and playstation productions doesn't that's all it says it just has a section of the adaptations wikipedia on the last of us video game page i'm sure it's still too early in the planning phase to know what it's going to be about yeah Um, there's no casting there's no nothing because i know over a decade ago, there was talks about a Halo movie, mm-hmm. and they never, like, could get that working, and so they never really talked about what it would be about. Same with uh, Uncharted. Yeah, I'm like, aren't there a lot of, not a lot of video game movies, but the ones that exist, they're all bad, right? Uh, like, the Assassin's Creed movie was bad. Yeah, there's Tomb Raider. Yeah. Prince of Persia. I mean, I really liked the first Tomb Raider with Daniel Craig. It's bad. <laughs> it is bad, but I liked it. Prince of Persia with yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, warcraft that was something still like that movie i know but still great you're partial yeah just most of them aren't very good but i think this one has a chance of being better because it's different i wonder if the witcher show has any part in sony being willing to do this yeah because the witcher was really good <laughs> and yes the witcher is based on the books but at the same time it only really got put into the mainstream because of the games yeah as much as the author can hate that mm-hmm. that is the truth about it it's yeah. the, more specifically because the third game was in the mainstream that's why it has such a fan base around it i would say yeah i would agree um i think i don't know i don't know if warcraft has like a lot of has this like linear story to it it does I feel like with The Witcher and The Last of Us and games like that, those have a more linear story than Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. and per- Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. as far as I know. So yeah. it's easier to like recreate those things. I think it's funny that you say The Witcher because the show is literally like disjoined and takes place over years and years. I know, but like there's still like <laughs> interesting characters that feel like relatable i guess mm-hmm. yep. whereas i can't really relate to an orc why not i, don't I can i know you can <laughs> um i don't know i am excited even though i've never played the game because i want these types of things to do well yeah because they keep adapting like remaking the same movies so like yeah it's an adaptation it's not anything original but It'll still be fun to see them try to do something kind of different than yeah. just, you know, hey, we made uh, Mulan again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. Cool. No one asked for this. That's exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, knowing that Sony Productions is now a thing, I am 
wondering if a God of War TV show or movies in the works because I mean the entire game is essentially a movie because there's no cutaway or mm-hmm. any cinematics or anything. I mean, the cinematics, but like it's yeah. all in-game footage yeah. and things like that. So maybe they thought about it, but then they're like, oh, well, like play the game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're going to probably start if they're going to start producing movies based on video games or TV shows. Start with the ones that are insanely popular, like The Last of Us I've been hearing about for years. Yeah, because it came out in, I don't even know, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. Yeah. I can fact, fact check that. Speaking of not a super, like, because it's an open world, I wouldn't want to see a Skyrim movie or show. Like, no, yeah. There's that'd be way too much. They would need to pick a story. Which, how? Yes. Uh, Last of Us 2013. So, yeah, it's definitely had more time to marinate and people to really get into the story. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, now's the time. New sh- new games coming out. Yeah. I have this fear that Craig Mazin and Chernobyl was really just lightning in a bottle. It's possible. <laughs> because he did The Hangover Part 2 and The Hangover yes. Part 3. And he doesn't have this great, like, resume, in my opinion. And Chernobyl was just fantastic, but what what's gonna happen who knows let's what, find out yeah what's gonna happen if this is also bad yeah <laughs> then what i'm just i'm hoping it's not lightning in a bottle but he seems to do well when he has source material you know like he's put so much research and time into developing chernobyl and it's little stories so i think i have faith in him for that so if he has a source material to work with i'll trust it mm-hmm. but it's very possible that Chernobyl was a fluke. <laughs> the the accident and the show itself were both flukes. Yeah, time will tell. And like I said, they've tried multiple times to get like shows and movies off video games off the ground, and they never do. So who even knows if this is this will come to fruition? Yeah. So yeah, it'd be cool, but at the same time, if it doesn't, meh. Oh well, mm-hmm. someone else will maybe. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I am since I am not a huge fan of the game, I'm not waiting with anticipation. Right. Yeah. I get it. Think that's it for your news. I think so. On to the Netflix hype train. Back to foreign films. Like we talked with Bong Jun Ho earlier on. This was like a hybrid. Oh, you wanna talk about the trailer. Yes. Sorry. The, the platform? The platform. Yes. Yes. Or was it platforms? The platform. So uh, this movie, uh, Spanish movie, yes, came out. Uh, it premiered at festivals in 2019 and stuff, okay. and now it's being released on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, go watch the trailer; it's in the link down. Seems like a interesting concept. Uh, I don't know. Very you, interesting concept. I, I don't know how you felt about it, but it um, seems brutal. Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't want to watch the trailer, it's essentially a prison system where. Uh, two prisoners are assigned a level Mm -hmm. in this completely vertical prison and on each level there's a cutout in the center and how they get fed throughout the day is a platform goes from one level starting at the top to the bottom so as that as gravity works whoever's at the top gets the first pick of the food and Mm -hmm. then keeps going level by level each person taking however much food and drink that they want Mm -hmm. that's it yeah 
and they say it in the trailer, but like the concept is there is enough food on the platform for everyone to have what they need. Right. But it's up to the people at the top. Yeah, it's up to the person on the floor above you to make sure you have enough food. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, interesting. Very clear themes, metaphors going on mm-hmm. in the trailer. And uh, I saw some of the Reddit comments talking about how it. Uh, there are these obvious metaphors and stuff that you can see from the trailer. But, like, when you watch the movie, there's other things that come into play and kind of, like, shift the tone of the movie. Hmm. So, um, that's kind of what piqued my interest. Um, and it was just fairly upvoted. So, I was like, yeah, I'll watch this and, you know, yeah. expand the horizon. Yep. There's a lot of good foreign language films that are doing original stories. That... To counterpoint the original, there was a, um, in that same Reddit thread i talked to you about it mm-hmm. there was a short film that dennis villanueve right sure villanueve the director of arrival yes he did a short film <laughs> called next floor okay where um it's uh just about 10 minutes long it's free on vimeo i'll put that in the link dump as well did you watch it i did okay um it is just a um you're shown these uh like servers waiters whatever as they are uh getting just tons of like extravagant food and putting it on this table for these what looks like very wealthy people wearing like tuxes and things like that and as they're eating um they will crash through the floor and so the help will need to rush down to the next floor and like dust off the sawdust and things like that and get the new food ready and things like that and it continues a couple times until eventually um, do you do you want to watch it, or do you want me to spoil it? Um, you can spoil it. I'll probably want to watch it, but you can spoil it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a short film. There's not really much yeah. dialogue, so it's just, like, cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, not very metaphorically, their greed and their hunger gets too much, and they start falling through the floors uncontrollably, and they just never stop falling through whatever world this is. Yeah. It's very interesting. Hmm. What's um, the metaphor? Uh, in the Reddit comments, people were talking about it, discussing it, and the metaphor is just, you know, like, corporate greed, mm-hmm. uh, how the falling through the floors could be, like, symbolizing a major event like the 2008 recession, mm-hmm. where, like, the top are crashing and they don't know what to do <clears throat> until the lower people, the help, start to, like, rebuild lives around them and stuff, and then the top know, oh, okay, like, we can keep going how we were doing and um, keep eating and stuffing our faces. And um, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. eventually that won't cut it. And eventually they will lose control and they will not be able to stop the crash and the falling hmm. because the, um, as they progressively fell through the floors, each floor got less and less stable. So that's kind of the, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's interesting. I think Isaac, Asimov also wrote a short story about. That sounds familiar. He's a very famous, like, science fiction writer. Okay. I bring these up because, yeah, this does seem like a very uh, interesting movie and new for us, but it's kind of like touching on themes and uh, imagery that have been shown in different mediums before. But I'm still interested to see what this movie, this director, this writer, what their take on it is. And it seems kind of brutal. Yeah. Just with, like, the killings and stuff, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's on Netflix. They're going to show it all. Yeah, someone said, not a very subtle metaphor, but interesting. About the platform? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the reply is, it doesn't look like it's trying to be subtle. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Very much so. Like, hey, this is what the movie is. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on that? Nope. Just interesting. Speaking of not subtle metaphors, the next uh, Bong Joon-ho movie we watched was Okja. Yes. However, I do have something to say about that later. Metaphor. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Okja? Like the thing we're talking about right now? <laughs> about the metaphor. Or the, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. We saw it on Netflix. Go watch it. Uh, interesting movie. Yeah. It's uh, cute. Kind of. I mean, first. it's cute up until the end, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Up until the reality sets into play. Yeah. Uh, but Tilda Swinton is insane. As always. Same with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh my God. That was weird. <laughs> that he might was... be one of my favorite roles of his that he's ever played. Just so ridiculous and over the top. <laughs> I just don't know why that was his character, but sure. I, okay. I mean, at first he seemed just like, you know, this world Steve Irwin. And then it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a shitty Steve Irwin. Yeah. That is beyond washed up and no one actually cares about him. Mm-hmm. So. so random farmer girl in south korea because she's not kept up to date with a good television so she doesn't know yeah i thought this movie was about an elephant just cute elephant and i thought it was a cute movie that's what i went into it thinking Mm -hmm. and boy was i wrong should have known after snowpiercer that it'd probably be like pretty dark and sad i I knew that that was going to be coming yeah yeah makes sense that, that's his thing he's, yeah he's making movies for a reason yes yes how would you describe the plot for the people that have not seen it a uh, quick plot is just you know uh big company mirando uh has these quote-unquote super pigs that they distributed to 26 farmers throughout the world and you are following the story of the south korean farmer um, whose granddaughter has grown up with Okja mm-hmm. as uh, the company Mirando is trying to reclaim Okja for uh, they had They used these super pigs for like a competition to see who which farmer could raise theirs to be like the strongest, the best, the most healthy. Mm-hmm. And then they would have, they had a competition. And so Okja was the considered the best. So they brought Okja back to New York to the winner of this competition for some reason but they were really just breeding more of them genetically modifying them to be cheap meat for people cheap but still good tasting meat yes because they made it sound at the beginning of the movie in her speech that there was some kind of like food crisis and that this company was trying to combat that by creating these super pigs that's the impression i got yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Sorry, chess. I know. <laughs> I fucked up. Good. Um, but yeah, that's basically the plot. And then somewhere along the way, um, the granddaughter, or yeah, the granddaughter, like Miha, doesn't Mi- like Misha. the idea of Okja having to go back to New York because it's like her best friend, this giant pig. And her grandpa tells them, tells her like, oh yeah, it's going to be slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows what's going to happen to Okja. Yeah. So she goes to Seoul to try to stop them from taking Okja and encounters the Animal Liberation Front. Alf. Yes. Which is a very funny, like, satire of 
animal rights activists. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say earlier. It's like, it's very clear this whole movie is an allegory for like the meatpacking industry and like slaughterhouses and animal agriculture in general. But it also like makes fun of like hardcore vegans as well. Like with uh, Silver? Yeah. Where he just like, I can't eat anything. It's like the tomato. He's like, no, that was transported on trucks that use ethanol gas. And... Yeah. So overdramatic. But like, yeah. So like, that's what I liked about it is people were talking about how, yes, it's an allegory for that. But it's also like his main point is just to show how humans can pretty much empathize with anything. And I think they chose pigs in general because apparently pigs are, like, really, really smart. Yes. I didn't know they were this smart. They are smarter than some breeds of dogs. Yeah. They mentioned the scene at the end after Mija is leaving that slaughterhouse. Yes. After she's leaving the slaughterhouse and those parents basically shoot their piglet out into the thing to have Mija take it with them. Like, pigs have apparently tried to do that. I don't know if that's true. People are saying this is an anecdote that has probably happened, which I didn't think pigs were smart. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, sad. Yep. It was, um, like you said, it had a fairly good humor. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. uh, Mostly with ALF. They're Uh, the most non-violent terrorists. They're not terrorists. They made you explicitly. Mm -hmm. We're not terrorists. Buckle up. We're not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it had uh, good humor. Mm-hmm. It was about two hours. And just about exactly two hours. Just about exactly. And like we've already said, solid performances. I didn't recognize anyone from the ALF aside from Glenn. Yes, from The Walking Dead. The was girl in... was Lily Collins. Who Phil is... Collins' daughter. She was in Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Okay, as the, the first, girlfriend. The first. The main, like, girlfriend, okay, Liz, sorry. I think, is her name. I, That's what you would probably know her yeah, from more probably, than anything. But I don't. To me, she kind of reminds. She kind of looks like Kristen Ritter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. of the whole movie. I didn't want to say that because usually when I say that about people, you're like, no. No, no, she looked exactly like Kristen Ritter. Yeah. It was the eyebrows. Yeah, I didn't recognize anyone else. Paul Dano was, like, the leader of the. Jay. Yeah, he was the leader of ALF, but apparently he's been in a lot of things, and I just don't know if I can recognize him. He looked related to the YMS, Adam. <laughs> That's I guess, all I kept yeah, thinking I about. <laughs> yeah. Um, the main girl, Misha, I'm saying her name like that. I don't know if that's right. She was great. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. I feel like she was probably like 14 or 15. Uh, she seemed fairly young, yeah. Yeah. Because they said that she had grown up with Oksha since she was four, and it was ten years. So right. I'm assuming the actor's probably around that age, but she was amazing. Yeah. So expressive. That whole scene when, like, the grandpa was explaining to her where Oksha was going to go. She was just kind of, like, pouting, but getting so mad, and oh, it was a good scene. You felt it. Yes. <laughs> like, her lip was, like... Like, like uh, think of Florence Pugh pouting in Midsummer. That's what mm. it reminded me of. That's the entire mm-hmm. character. What about Okja's storyline? What did you think of Okja's journey? I mean, sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to really say about mm-hmm. Okja. Like, um, as the character, it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sad. Thanks. People were talking about 
kind of ruin the movie for them. Not the whole movie, but when you're breeding animals for food purposes, yeah, they don't force mate them like that. Yeah. Like. I'm sure that was for the shock. Yeah. It was for the sake of the movie. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't dare because it would damage, like, the meat. Yeah. Ruin it. Yeah. Basically, pig rape. Yeah. So sad. Glenn and crew watched it all. Mm Mm-hmm. Much to their dismay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was was rough. Another thing people enjoyed was that they didn't make the... They didn't make the business people sadists. They just wanted to profit. Like, they didn't, like, get off on hurting the animals. They just were like, this is how we make our money. Yeah. That was it. So And I mean, that's... That made... Pe- that People thought that, that made it more realistic. And I would 100% agree. Like, that is the reality. I don't mm-hmm. think... Yeah, no one enjoys it. It's just, this is how we survive. Yeah, that's... This is the food industry and how it is mm-hmm. now. And it's not going to change, realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Misha having the photo of her and Okja and... You know, pulling on the heartstrings doesn't save everyone and stop the system. She's like, she has to buy Okja Yeah, back. I was going to say, even if that doesn't save Okja, yeah. she still has to buy. It doesn't. Yeah, it makes the guy stop for a second. Long enough to get uh, Nancy, yeah. Thomas Winton, yeah. to. To buy Okja back. Right. And then they just keep going. Keep killing pigs. So, good movie. Right. I cried. Yeah, and you did not expect to. No. So... Now, the main topic, how do you feel about meat in the meat industry? Has it made you rethink eating meat? I mean, I've already been, like, wanting to not, just because mm-hmm. it's, I want to lose weight. Red meat, bad. Yeah. But, God, it was just brutal. I don't know. I don't think I could ever go full vegan, but I'd like to scale back at least. Yeah. It's not something I can just change overnight. You can be the change you want to see. Do you want to change your diet? Stop lose. playing and talking. I'm going to lose in fucking against the robot again. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think just in general, like both with uh, implications for the animals and with the climate, mm-hmm. like it's just the politically, economically, globally smart thing to do is to scale back on the amount of meat you're eating. Mm-hmm. Because yes, red meat is the worst, both for you health, like health-wise and for the climate. But at the same time, just pigs and chickens, even like it still contributes. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard when mm-hmm. your entire life is around that. Yes, and I'm not gonna lie, it tastes really good. Mm-hmm. They do taste really good. That's it's that's why fucking... the industries exist because they they're good food. It's just fucking shitty. So yeah. I tried to scale back the amount of meat on the grocery list this week. Mm-hmm. Add more veggies. Yep. Because, I mean, we already don't need enough veggies, but no. need to Pump up that. those numbers, kid. Yeah. Would, would you feel better if you bought meat from a local butcher shop with just, like, farm-raised animals? Probably, but... Then you would be able to expensive. justify... It. Exactly. It's so expensive. But that's the morally right way to do it mm-hmm. yeah is there a morally right way to do it i mean yeah raising them yourself yeah. on a farm mm-hmm. treating them nice having a good life with them and then yeah. when they're dying then you mm-hmm. kill them and then eat them yeah that is the right way the morally right way to consume mm-hmm. animals yeah 
I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah. But then does that affect their their meat the older they get? I mean, it's possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough about the industry. Me either, so let's keep talking about it. No. But <laughs> of the, this isn't a preachy, everyone has to stop eating meat thing. It's just... These are the thoughts going through our heads. Yes, after this, this movie. The point of film and art is to make you stop and think about what mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, I need to read oh. the comment on the thread. Oh, the screenshot you sent me. Yes. Yes. Which is basically how I felt after the movie. In quotes, Daddy, why do we eat rice and beans every single fucking day? Because before you were born, Daddy watched a movie that made him want to kill himself, so sit back down and eat your sprouts, bitch. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Fuck. That's your resolution. I cried so much. I know. When those parents of the pig parents like uh-huh. pushed their piglet over to Misha and Oksha and was like, please just take our child with uh-huh. you. Like, oh my God, they're fam- <laughs> they're like real sentient beings. <laughs> yes, they I are. I didn't expect that. Little piggies. Fuck, so sad. God. Of the three Bong Joon-ho movies we've seen, what's been your favorite? Parasite. Yeah, I would agree. Because Parasite felt the most realistic. I know that Oksha is very realistic in the sense of this is how it works but yeah. parasite just felt the most less jarring and like fantastic i don't mean yeah. that in like the it was great like everything felt so like willy wonka university in both movies like just so far yeah so over the top and yes. like the way lucy miranda was reminded me of fucking willy wonka so he must maybe, love willy wonka maybe <laughs> and just like the style of it yeah because seems to very much inspire his character designs right fuck yeah no i would agree mm-hmm. so i think that will do it yeah. for this week once you so. have any other thoughts on okja i want to know how they filmed the scene in like the underground mall because that was fun uh probably I like loved, i would love to see like a behind the scenes of that probably like a golf cart or something yeah and then they just cgi'd the golf cart mm-hmm. around I'm sure. Something like that. They have the technology. Yeah. I want to see a making of that scene because that was really cool. Like, there were some cool shots, some cool slow-mos, some cool... Cool things. Just cool things. Yeah. I don't want to say too much. It was cool. Go watch the movie. It is good. And you can keep eating meat after. I'm not going to judge you. This is not a preachy, preachy episode. Just good movie. He's a good director. And with that, thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed... Uh, past couple episodes hope you continue to enjoy Uh, we'll be back next week probably talking about our salt lake city trip yes and some other stuff and i think that will do it give us a rating on itunes check us out on spotify youtube stitcher google play everything and send us dog pictures and we will see you next week bye